Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Through you in that place. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Please have your seat. Amen. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, usually is my, is my culture to, to just ask if we can, if we can flow this way. I apologize for that. I, I didn't, <laughs> I never knew we we're going to go this way. I just wanted us to pray in the Holy Ghost so I can teach. So I apologize for that. Praise God. Now, now, uh, I just want to talk about these three books and then we can go on. I wrote this book called Dear Timothy, Mentoring and Mentoring Relationship and Wisdom Nuggets for Ministers. I wrote this for, for pastors. Uh, I'm a pastor's child. I grew up in a pastor's home. I've been in full-time ministry for 11 years. I pastored two churches, so I should know something about ministry. <laughs> All right, so how do you choose a mentor? Is it because he's on television or he has big cars? But Apostle Paul says, you know my doctrine, you know my way of life, you know my perseverance, and you know my suffering. You know, those are some of the conditions of choosing a mentor. So I wrote this, and then the Lord put this in my heart. It's volume two to this, pastoring true prayers. Jesus looked at Peter and said, Satan has desire to sift you, but I prayed for you. When you overcome, strengthen the brethren. So sometimes the weak people in your church, you have to pastor them through prayers. They don't listen to messages. They won't come on time, but we can't allow Satan to have people in our churches. Amen. So I talked about pastoring through prayers, and then the Berean believers, so... Take advantage of any of this. It's going to bless you. Praise God. Now, I'm going to teach. Uh, yeah, I'm working my time here. I'm going to teach for about 40 minutes. And then we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost for 10 minutes. Amen. Amen. I feel that when we come for a school of ministry like this, there should be tangible impartations and anointings that we go back with. Amen. Amen. You know, you know, you know, I don't teach very deep things. I'm somebody who relies so much on the anointing. I'm here because I'm anointed. I'm here because the Lord anointed me. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when, when, when we have the opportunity as ministers to gather together, I try to always create that room within my session, no matter how long it is, for us to just receive directly from the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I, I, I'm going to teach for 40 minutes, and we're going to spend like 10, 15 minutes just praying in the Holy Ghost, just, just, just waiting on the Lord and receiving from the Lord. Because the Holy Ghost will do more for you in five minutes than I'll be able to teach you in 45 minutes. Amen. Amen. And so we're looking at basic foundation for impactful ministry, part two. Basic foundation... For impactful ministry, part 2. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. This is going to be very basic. But like I tell people, we have to always remember that the basic is important. I used to tell people this. How many of you, you know, some of you are 40 years, 50 years, 35 years. How many of you just come and say, you know what? I've been brushing my teeth for the last 30 years. I just want to take a break for two months. How many of you do that? <laughs> I was just like, man, I've been bathing for 40 years. Why will I bath every day? I just want to take two months break and I'll come back. You know, there are some things you never take a break from. Even in ministry. No matter how long you've gone. Gloria Copeland said, inconsistency lies the power. 
Inconsistency lies what? The power. Praise God. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So, the Holy Spirit comes with power. And that is a dimension of the Holy Spirit that we are very used to. And we, we want, we hunger for the power dimension of the Holy Spirit. But there is a second function of the Holy Spirit that we are almost overlooking. It is the guiding factor. The Holy Spirit is not only the spirit of power, it is the spirit of direction. And when I mean direction, I mean specific direction. How many of you know the Holy Ghost will never miss it? He will never miss it. McHawkins says, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you'll be a wise man. We want the Spirit for power, but we neglect the Spirit for direction. Now look at this. It says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, he tells them that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you for power. Then he gives them a direction of movement that is geographical. Now, this is what's going to happen. At what time should they move from Jerusalem and move to Judea? At what time should they get onto Samaria? At what time should they get onto the uttermost part of the earth? Because the whole of these geographical locations need to be impacted with the gospel, but there's going to be the sense of timing. So even though the Holy Spirit comes with power, there is, I think, Apostle said it yesterday about the navigation of the promise, the timing. So two things I want, two things we took, took out yesterday's session was motive, message, and methods. Right? The motive, the message, the method. Which is the system. What I want you to take out from this session is timing and geography. Your success in ministry. And what is success in ministry? Fulfilling God's plan for your life. That's the definition of success. Your success in ministry will be highly tied to getting your timing right and getting your geography right. If you plant your church in the wrong place where God doesn't want you, you will not excel. I'll repeat that again. Geography and timing are key in God's plan. God wants the whole world reached, but He's not going to use only you. Are you following what I'm saying? That's why you realize that in certain geographies, you, 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 you tend to do well. And in certain places, you tend to struggle. Your ambition is not equal to being led. Even seeing a need does not mean you are led. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9. It says, The mind of man plans his way. So we use the mind for planning. The soul realm, our will, our intellect, our emotions... The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So, there is a plan. We want to reach South Africa. 
We use our mind, our soul, our will, our intellect, our emotions to plan. Then we listen to the spirits to direct our step. You can't run ministry from your mind alone. You will fail. Good plans can fail. But directed steps cannot fail. And I want us to come from, you know, so you have two extremes. You have people who are, oh, the Holy Ghost is always telling them, including what to wear. So I just, the Holy Ghost just told me, wear pink shirts. <laughs> or wear white shirts. And then you have guys who are just mind, 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 mind. No, God wants a balance of the mind and the spirit. So our mind does the plan. We want to reach this. We want to do this. We want to do this. And then we wait for the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost starts directing our steps and says, this is what you want to do, but go this way first. Take this place first. Do this first. And it is, that is the only way we can eliminate competition in ministry when everybody is following God's plan for their life. But if we are all following plans, we'll start copying each other's plans. Say, hey, what's working in Namibia? Can you show me? <laughs> and then, so you see, most of our ministries are made from adopted plans. Your children's ministry is like Thelor's. Your men's ministry is like floodgates. I mean, everywhere. And you, you're, almost, you're, almost, you're almost a monster. The head of something, the legs of another thing. The, 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 you know, it's because we're just copying plans. Plans can be good, but in ministry, plans can fail. But directed steps will never fail. God did not allow the apostles to proceed in ministry without the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Are you still here? So with our mind we plan, with the Spirit we gain direction. Go with me to Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 9. It's a very simple word this morning. But like Apostle Brandon will say, after the word, we would like to marinate with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. We just want to stay with the Spirit. Praise God. Kenneth Hagin said that there was a move of the Holy Ghost that will be lost to this generation if they are not taught into it. Yeah, that's what he said. He said there's a move of the Holy Spirit that will be lost in this generation if they are not taught into it. We have to be taught into the things of the Spirit. You know, when I heard that prophecy, I told myself, no, I'll be one of those guys who will not lose the move of the Holy Ghost. <sighs> Praise God. Are you there in Acts chapter 16? Let's read this. Interesting. Verse 6 to 9. I like this. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia. Because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. The King James says the Holy Spirit forbid them. Forbid is a strong word. Now, the question is, these people are called to preach. Why did you call them to preach? They were not going to do business. They were not going to do something else. They want to preach. And the Holy Spirit said, I forbid you from preaching. But that's why the Holy Ghost was given to them. The Holy Ghost was given to them to preach. But now the Holy Ghost says, I'm with you, but don't preach at this time in this region. Do you know it will, take, it will take maturity for you, for the Holy Spirit to say, I don't want you to preach this time. I don't want you to go to that nation. 
Most times, all we hear is go to the nation. We never hear stop, don't go. We never hear no, stay with your church. Don't take invitations now. We never hear, okay, it's time to take invitations. If the Holy Spirit is always releasing you to go and not stopping you, something is wrong. Your ambition might be leading you. Are we together? The Holy Spirit prevented them. Not the devil. So every prevention is not the enemy. And for some of us, we have been prevented with all kinds of obstacles because we're not listening to the Spirit. You know, people come and say, well, before the Lord called me into ministry, I suffered, my, my wife almost died, I lost my cart, my business crumbled. And I tell them, don't boast of your disobedience. Don't, don't, don't use your disobedience to show us that you were more sacrificial. You're just a disobedient child. If you had listened to the Lord when he spoke to you, your cat would not have died. It wasn't God that killed your cat. It was you being disobedient and allowed the enemy into your house to cause destruction because you're disobedient. We should not proud ourselves in the fact that we struggled with God. You know, God was calling me. I said no. And God, you know, I told God if you want me to do this, you know, turn the sun to moon so I can really understand because I don't want people to think that I'm in ministry for money. Are you in ministry for money? No. Just obey God. And sometimes we have a way of masquerading disobedience as, as, as being authentic. Praise God. Are we, are we together? Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. They changed direction. But again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Man, these guys. We want to do this. God says no. We want to do this. God says no. <laughs> this is critical. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him and says, come over to Macedonia and help us. Look at this. If anything you do in ministry you are also stopping from doing something else. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. If you commit to, my commitment to be in this school of ministry means I'm not in my local church. Right? So every obedience will cost you something. What that means, if, if Paul had gone to Bithna, it would have cost him Macedonia. You, you understand that? Now, he could have gone to Bithna, he could have been fulfilling, fulfilling what he thinks is the will of God, but actually, he would, have, he would not have been available for Macedonia. But how many of you realize it was only the Macedonians who ever begged Paul to give him an offering? Only the Macedonians. They were poor. So Paul was not led by money. They were poor folks. But go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. They were the only ones who Paul says they gave themselves to us. And they begged us out of their deep poverty to receive from them. Why did they willingly give themselves to Paul? Why did they beg Paul to give an offering to them? It was because the Holy Ghost has led Paul to them. So sometimes we go to regions... 
and we're struggling for people to accept us. Maybe we have to agree that the problem is not with the people. We went there out of ambition, not because we were sent. Yeah, because only the Macedonians. In fact, Paul rebuked a lot of the churches for not supporting him, but not the Macedonians. And unfortunately, they were the poorest. It says, out of their deep poverty. In fact, Paul uses them as an example to teach the grace of giving. Ah. He uses a poor community and says, you know the grace of God that was in the Macedonian church. He uses these Macedonians as an example to teach a Corinthian church that was full of the Holy Ghost what it means to be liberal in the kingdom. And the reason was because he was led there so they received the teachings of Paul, acted on the teachings of Paul, and produced the results of the word. So we cannot make maximum impact. Listen to me. I'm not saying if we are not led by the Spirit. If we're not specifically led by the Spirit, I am big on being specific. Not just led. Specific. Are you following this? We must be specific. God wants you in a city. Which region? God is specific. If we're patient enough and if we follow Him, He'll give us specific directions. That's something we need to restore back. Because when you have specific direction, it doesn't matter the hell that comes against you. You know God sent you to that city. God sent you to that location. God sent you to that building. And no devil in hell can plant you out. It gives you courage in ministry. Not just being vague. You are sent to South Africa. Which city? You get into the city and say, Lord, where is the place that our church has to be located? There is a building for us in this city. If you sent us here, there is a court tide that will carry us triumphantly into the city. Where is the court? That's how we need to walk with God. We cannot put our lives on guesses anymore. This thing cannot be gambles. We cannot, we have, listen, we have passed the age where we experiment with our life in ministry. One of my friends was telling me the other day, he says, can we try something? I said, at this age, I can't be trying things. At this age, I can't be trying things. If I'm not sure, I better leave it. We can't try things. We can't experiment with people's life. We can't experiment with our own life. We can't put our families through this level of sacrifice for the ministry. And at the end, we're not doing what God asked us to do. We can't put all this money in a place where God doesn't want us to be in. Come on, somebody say specific direction. Now, look at the, the, the results of this. So, we decided to leave from Macedonia at once. I like that. Prompt obedience to the leading of the Spirit. But I like the way they rephrase it. They say, we. So, Paul gets a vision. And because he was led by the Spirit, he did not even need to do leadership classes. How many of you know that the Holy Ghost that is talking to you can talk to your members? How 
many of you know that the Holy Ghost talking to you can talk to people and say, I want you to volunteer for pastor. I want you to do this in this church. Are, are you following what I'm saying? You see, but the Holy Ghost will not get people around you when you're in the wrong place. Because it's okay for only you to miss your destiny. God is not going to add more people to your disobedience. Look at this. So, so we concluded that the Lord had called us to Macedonia. So they owned the vision. They all went to Macedonia. Paul had a vision, but because it was specific from the Lord, a group already bought into that vision and owned the vision. One of the advantages of having specific directions from the Lord is that you meet people who are already ready for your assignment. They're just ready. And you'll be like, how did you guys get this thing? The same Holy Ghost at work in you is already at work in their life. It says, in the days of your power, the people shall be willing. Willingness is, <laughs> you see, you can suffer unnecessarily in ministry if your zeal outweighs your direction. You know, you can have zeal without knowledge. And you will suffer unnecessarily. And God is so patient that how long you suffer does not bother him. You know, that's something about God. You just imagine that if you start suffering out of not doing the right thing, God will immediately say, hey, hey, man, no, man, no, 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 God is just there. You know, until, you know, the, the, the father of the prodigal son did not run after him. The father of the prodigal son was waiting for him. But he asked himself the right question. He said, listen, I'm eating with pigs. I was not eating with pigs before. Even the servant in my father's house, their food is better. He said, I think I will return. Now, he taught himself back. When he was coming back, the father ran to meet him. If he has been, you know, the father knew he was eating with pigs. But he didn't bother the father because it's not the father eating with pigs. It's you eating with pigs. So, when you sit down and evaluate your ministry and discover that you are fruitless for a long time, you now sit down and ask yourself the right question. How can I be ministry for five years? And one, two, three, four, five is not. I will return. Then God now waits for you. God won't chase you down. That is why doing ministry without evaluation is very foolish. You should evaluate. You should evaluate. That man came in the parable and said, this tree has been here for three years and it's not fruitful. Let's cut it down. He said, and the master said, let's, let's put manure around it for one more year. If it's not fruitful, then we cut it down. For some of you, this school of ministry is your manure. God is giving you the next one year. And if you're not fruitful, God has a lot of children to use. We must be fruitful. Because nobody wastes resources. The mantles and the grace and the gift and the access that God is placed in your life is for us to do this job with maximum impact. Are we together? So they own the vision. They own the vision. Five things quickly. In ministry, we are to plan, but allow ourselves to be directed and open to specific direction of the Holy Spirit. One of the stories I like a lot in Acts chapter 10, story of Cornelius. It, it interests me a lot. God tells Cornelius, your arms and your prayers have come up to me. Send for Peter. And Peter really never wanted to preach to Cornelius. 
Do you know God can send you to where you don't want? Sometimes we feel God will only send us to where we want. No. Sometimes He can send you where you... That's why sometimes to be led of the Lord is not just about having peace. Sometimes you are led of the Lord. You don't have peace. Just like, God, if you, if you leave me... <laughs> Do you know that many ministers, I told it in one of my messages, I can't remember it, to be on my, I think, pastor entry prayers on my website. You know, three ministers in the, in, the, in, the, in the scriptures actually asked God to kill them for doing ministry. Moses. Moses told God to kill him. He said, am I the one that gave birth to all these children? Why are you, why are you giving me money? Me. Elijah told God to kill him. They prayed for suicide. It was a prayer point. Specific prayer point. Kill me. For ministry. <laughs> Jonah too, told God to kill him. Paul said, we despaired of life. If you are not careful in ministry, it will be what will kill you. So, so you, you, you must do ministry leaning on God. If not, as beautiful as it is, it is frustrating. Are we together? <laughs> so Peter, God says, kill and eat. Then Peter starts doing exegesis for Jesus. I'm not eating this. We don't eat this. Because it's what I've called clean. Don't call unclean. Which Bible school did you attend? <laughs> and then he goes on. But this is what happened. He goes to preach. The Bible says, and while Peter was still speaking, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard him. What God just needed was Peter's obedience so that there can be maximum impact. When you go where you are sent, you just preach a message that doesn't look like heavy revelation. And guys are just like, wow, you blow our mind. You blow our mind. And you go where you are not sent, you do the Greek word, the Hebrew word, PowerPoint, slide. And then when you finish, guy takes off stones to stone you. <laughs> so we understand that specific direction and obedience to the Holy Ghost will cause maximum impact in ministry. In fact, that's something God began to deal with me. I, like, I love traveling. And that's an area God is beginning to deal with me, that your love for traveling can make you go places where God hasn't sent you. In fact, God, God used Apostle to, to... He spoke to me last year about saying, because you, you can just, I want to do this work. I want to do this work. You're wasting resources, wasting time, wasting energy. To be restrained by the Holy Spirit is a good thing. To restrain you. Number two. The Holy Spirit is not just given for signs, wonders and miracles. He is given to us for specific directions. He will guide you into all truths. Specific direction. Listen, I'm not just talking about direction. I'm talking about what? Specific direction. I shared with, 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 uh, with apostles... Yesterday over, over dinner, how we got the land that we have in our church. We, we just started church. We're less than 20, 25 that time. We just started church. I just got into the city. It was a place I went into just to plant church. I didn't grow up there. I didn't school there. And a guy came to repair something that was spoiled in the church. And the Holy Spirit tells me, ask him for a land. I said, no. How do you just start a church less than one year and you want to buy land? And you just came into the city. You don't even, how do you raise that offering? 
And the Spirit said, ask him for a land. <laughs> so I said, okay. I asked him, do you know a land? We want to buy a land. He takes me to a place. Shows me this large expanse of land. And I said, okay. Holy Spirit said, tell him, you, you're paying for it. I said, well, Holy Spirit, you tell him. <laughs> Since you know how to talk, you do the talking. Because there was no money in the bank for that. And then, I responded. Told him. Signed an agreement. One month later, paid for the land. Supernaturally. In millions. I don't want to go into details of how the money came in. Because my messages go very far. So I don't know who's going to listen. That one obedience got us a land in a strategic place in the city today. It started from ask him if he has a land. Visions will be God's last resort to you. Impressions are his first result. So Paul saw a vision. But you know why Paul had to see that vision? Because he, his heart really wants to go to other places. So God has to show him something dramatic to pull him this other way. If not, the way God will naturally lead you in ministry will be impressions. You just give impression about something. Do this, do this, do this, do this. Go this way. And if you constantly listen to those impressions, they will open up new portals. Praise God. Myself and Apostle Brandon, I just want to say this. Myself and Apostle Brandon, we've known for maybe six, seven years there about. We were on a BBM group together. And I just felt in my heart, be friends with this person. So I reached out to him personally and we just started talking. And the, of course, BBM went off and everything. And from there, we just built relationships. And this is where I am today. Where I went to plant the church... One of my friends helped me to plan the church. Uh, Apostle knows him, Bratayo. We were, there's something called youth service in Nigeria after your university years. We were doing youth service. He was playing the keyboard, just wearing t shirt, playing the keyboard. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, said, Go and meet that guy. Tell him to be your friend. Be his friend. Ah. You know, if the Holy Spirit was telling you that about a lady, it would be easy. <laughs> If the Lord points a lady to you and say, be her friend. You say, Holy Ghost, I got this. It's okay. I'll take it from here. I'll take it from here. Let me, let me do the rest. <laughs> How do you go and meet a guy and say, I want you to be my... It's weird. So, my birthday was coming up. So, I told him, I said, well, could you write something for me on my birthday and everything? And we became friends. Six years to eight years later. Even at the point we lost contact, eight years later, he becomes the guy who leads me. To plant the church where I am. Housed me and provided at least the initial support to be able to plant the church. So when the Holy Spirit was telling me, tell that guy to be your friend, the Holy Ghost was thinking eight years down the line. At that time, there was no clue. You see, the problem is we become friends with people when they already have platforms. And so we are looking for acceptance. See, for some of you in this school of ministry, I might not be the person to relate with. It might be the next guy sitting to you right there. You better listen to the Holy Ghost. It's hard to be friends with people when they're already great. And the Holy Spirit is wise. He will connect you to people when they're not known. That's the truth. 
When the Lord brings us together in a forum like this, I'll tell you the honest truth. You don't know what God will make out of every one of us. You better take advantage of it. Are, are we still here? Number three, there is an issue of timing in going into some regions for maximum impact. There is a time, time, time. Number four, resources and provisions in ministry are also tied to specific directions and geographical locations. In 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 9, we are pastors, we know the story. God sent, oh, I like this. Please, 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 let's read it. I don't want to, let me not hurry over this. Let's go to 1 Kings 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you there? 1 Kings 17 and verse 9. Arise and go to Zarephath. No, let's go to verse 5. Uh, verse 2. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here. Turn eastward and hide by the brook Sherit. Look at how specific God says. Which flows into Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. Gave him specific direction. You know, sometimes I tell myself, we say the old, the new covenant is better than the old. Why is it that the people in the old covenant had so much specific direction and in the new covenant were walking like blind mules? Specific. Go to the brook. I told the raven to feed you. The raven will only go to the brook. If you change the direction, your bread will be waiting for you in the brook. Some of you are in the wrong places. God is a good God. Provisions are available. Look at this. That brook dried up. Then the word of the Lord came to him and said, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Can you see how God provided for Elijah in the ministry? Every time God sends him to a region, God gives a command to somebody there to already provide for him. Listen, wherever God is sending you, provisions are already available. That's the truth. You see, every time God gives you an instruction, He's already giving someone else an instruction. Listen to me. Geography is important in ministry. Geography. All the prophecies of Jesus had Nazareth in them. He didn't just say his son will be born. They can give birth to him anywhere. No. Geography. Geography is big to God. Geography is big to God. Because he created the boundaries of the earth. He knows the boundaries of the earth. And he knows the people that is equipped to get into the boundaries of the earth. Are you following this now? Number five. The assignment would be the same, but the Holy Spirit might give you different methods. Second Samuel chapter five. Second Samuel chapter five and verse seventeen. Second Samuel chapter five, verse seventeen. Look at this. Now when the Philistines heard they had anointed David over king Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. 
The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up into the... Go up, for I would doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. 20. So David went to Palbarism, and David defeated them there and said, The Lord has broken through my enemies before me, like a breakthrough of water. Glory to God. Therefore he called the name of the place, Palbarism. And they left their images there, and David and his men carried them away. 22. Then the Philistines went up once again, and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephraim. Then David inquired of the Lord and said, And the Lord said, You shall not go up. Somebody say, You shall not go up. Hmm. circle around them behind them and come upon them in the front of the mulberry trees and it shall be when you hear the sound of the mulberry trees timing timing when you hear the sound of the mulberry trees then you shall advance quickly for then for then, at the time you hear the sound, the Lord will go out before you. So if you go out before the sound, the Lord will not have gone out before you. So even though you know that there's going to be, a, you're going to come around the mulberry tree, the next question is, you know your geography, what about the timing? At what time do you launch your program? At what time do you do this? At what time do you start the healing service? At what time do you start the Bible school? You can get the location right and the timing wrong. So there's an issue of timing. And in an impatient world, <laughs> we always want to be in a hurry. Because sometimes we want to outdo who we consider our peers. But listen to me. If the Lord breaks through for you in one moment, it will be like the breakthrough of the waters. You will be amazed at how far you will go when the hand of the Lord comes upon you. You will outrun the chariots of Ahab. Timing. Because with timing comes supernatural validation. With timing comes supernatural speed. With timing comes supernatural resource. Ministry is supernatural. We have to depend on God. Even in our financing. Supernatural. Even in getting men to listen to us. It's supernatural. I've written a lot of books. None of my books have blessed people. As compared to the two I just, I just gave you. Why? It was time for it. I bought books. Advertise, you see, I'm, 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 apart from just mentioning it here. I don't advertise books all over the place. But the books get sold. The time we wrote books, wrote, wrote all the books. There are some of my books that I still have copies in this storehouse. I give them out free because nobody will buy them. Good books, wrong timing. Because you want to be an author. Yeah, we're authors. No. You know, sometimes the fact that you know a lot about something does not mean you should write about it. He said, I'll stand on the watch and he'll tell me what, and he says, write the vision. So you're not permitted to write what God has not said you should write. He said, write to the seven churches, write. <laughs> the amazing, the apostles knew that he didn't write. Let's leave that. So the assignment can be the same. 
destroying the Philistines, but the method can be different. So you could have planted a church before, and you're planting a second church. It doesn't mean you should repeat the same strategy. There's a strategy for the new assignment. There's a new wine for a new season. Can somebody say amen? Glory to God. How to enhance the leading of the Spirit. How to enhance the leading of the Spirit. Number one, get rid of selfish ambition. They say we want to build a tower so we can make a name for ourselves. Genesis 11.4 If ministry is to make a name for yourself, God will be the one to destroy it. Get rid of selfish ambition. Philippians 1.5 Some preach Christ out of envy. So you must purify your spirit. In as much as you want to do a lot for God, we're not just doing it out of selfish ambition. We're not just doing it because we want our name to be known. We're doing this thing because of Christ. Hallelujah. Number two, pray extensively in the spirit. First Corinthians 14, 8. I pray in tongues more than you all. There are many things Paul never boasted about, but he boasted about his praying in the Holy Ghost. Learn to pray extensively in the Holy Spirit. Pray in tongues. John G. Lake said, I want to talk with the utmost frankness and say to you that tongues have been the making of my ministry. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Hallelujah. As we pray in tongues, we speak mysteries to God. Glory to the name of a father. Number three. Always pray the prayer of consecration. Not my will, but thy will be done. Always consecrate yourself to the will of the father. And say, Lord, I yield myself to your will. Praise God. I yield myself to your will. Always pray the prayer of what? Consecration. God, I want to serve you, but not my will. I want to do stuff for you, but not my will. I desire to plant a church here, but not my will. Ultimately, let your will be done. Because God is looking for people He can execute His will through. He's not looking for people to endorse His will. He's looking for people that He can use to fulfill His will. Praise God. Glory to the name of a Father. Best Number four, set aside times to minister to the Lord. Acts 13, 2, as they ministered before the Lord in prayer and fasting, the Lord said unto me, unto them, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work with which I have them to do. You see, in, as we minister to the Lord, which is what we're going to do in the next couple of minutes, we, we open ourselves to what? To the Holy Ghost to give us instruction. So learn to have seasons of ministering to the Lord. When you just stay before the Lord, praying in the Holy Ghost, fasting and waiting on, don't only fast when the church is not growing, fast when it's growing. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? It's easy to pray when you need breakthrough. It's easy to pray when the church is not growing. It's easy, you see, when the church starts growing, it, it takes more, it takes more, I realize this in my life, it takes more discipline to fellowship with God when you start experiencing increase. It takes more discipline. When the money is there, you can decide, oh, let's, let's move there. You can, when you can pay for everything, it will take discipline to know what God says, don't buy. When you are poor, you pray about everything because you don't have the money in the first place. But when you start having the resources, and you can plant six churches and it won't affect your budget, it will take God to say, no, I don't want you to plant six churches. I want to. 
So we must minister to the Lord. Number five, get bitterness out of your heart. If you walk in love, you'll pick the signals of the Spirit faster. Get bitterness out of your spirit. Get bitterness and all of those junk out of your spirit. Number six, the more you obey the impressions of the spirit, the more you're trusted with more knowledge of the Lord's direction for your ministry. Learn to obey tiny instructions. Tiny instructions. Follow the Lord's leading. Follow the Lord's leading. Praise God. Number seven, never be led by money. Never be led by money. Whether the abundance of it or the lack of it. In 2 Peter chapter 5, Chapter 2, verse 15 to 16. You know, he talked about the madness of the prophet. Balaam was the only prophet that was called a mad prophet in the scripture. He talks about the madness of the prophet. That he went after gain. You can put that up for us. Second Peter chapter, chapter 5. Chapter 2, verse 15 to 16. He went after gain. And you know, Balaam was a prophet who saw God face to face. The guy had... <laughs> Forsaking the right way, they went astray, having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beer, who loved the wages of wrongdoing. He loved the wages of iniquity. Go to the next verse. But he was rebuked for his own disobedience. A mute donkey spoke with a man's voice and stopped the madness of the prophet. The wages of, of wrongdoing will lead you to madness. And that's one of the madness we see in ministry today. But you know what? This guy could hear God clearly. But he was after money. So even though you can hear the Holy Ghost, if money is your driving force, you would make the wrong decisions. Whether the absence of it or what? Or the lack of it. Glory to the name of the Father. Can you step on the keyboard? I want to read a prophecy by Brother Hagin. And I was just going to spend some time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This was the last prophecy Brother Hagin gave before he died in 2003. This is the last prophecy he gave. I'm going to read some excerpts. I'm not going to read the whole prophecy. But you know, when Brother Hagin prophesied, gave this prophetic word, he said this. He said, the last time I was in a service like this was 1964, almost 40 years ago. That was, it, it was Tuesday night, Winter Bible Seminar, February 2003, before Brother Hagin went to be with the Lord. And he gave this prophetic word. I, I'm just going to read excerpts from it. And this was, you know, when, when Brother Hagin died, he, gave the, he, he prophesied three years down the line before he died. Right, So he prophesied about 2003, 2004, and 2005. He prophesied three years down the line. But he said something in the prophetic word that I want to read. He says, he says, Many are concerned about things that have happened. The terror that has taken hold of the hearts of men. Many are concerned about war. Many are concerned about the future. Darkness seems to be developing. Dark clouds on the horizon of time. But yes, yet the Lord of hosts. Walk not by what you see with the physical eyes. Look at this. This is where I want you to note. It says, but work according to what my word says. Work according to what the Holy Ghost is saying unto you. For he's speaking unto many hearts. And they walk on in the natural and pay no attention to their hearts. But he's speaking. He says, yes, yet the Lord of hosts. Keep the keyboard on. Keep the keyboard on. Just play. He says, yes, yet the Lord of hosts. Remember that you are in my hands. And remember that I know the future better than you know the past. And all is well. He says, I will alert you concerning that which will affect you. I will show you the way to go. You will walk in it and be blessed. This was way back in 2003. And he started prophesying about the years to come. And this was how he ended the prophecy. This was how he ended the prophecy. Let's be on our feet. This was how he ended the prophecy. He says, and the Holy Spirit has spoken unto a number of ministers here tonight. And he has spoken to you in times past. He's told you exactly what to do. You have not done it yet. And you wonder why he withholds certain things. You wonder why it is tough. 
or the way seems rough. Go ahead. Listen to what the Holy Ghost is saying. Make your church not only a world church, but a Holy Ghost church. Put the word first place always. Move in the Holy Ghost in line with the word. And the glory shall be made manifest. The glory shall even be seen by many. And the blessings of the Lord will flow like a mighty river. Thank you Lord Jesus. I repeat this line again. And the Holy Spirit has spoken unto a number of ministers here tonight. And has spoken to you in times past. He's told you exactly what to do. You have not done it yet. And you wonder why he withholds certain things. You wonder why it is tough. Or the way it seems rough. And I believe that this is what the word of the Lord is saying to us. That there are many of us here that the Holy Ghost has given us direction. And so what we're going to do in the next 10 minutes. We're going to just spend time. Next five minutes, time is gone. We're just going to spend time. Just, 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 just ministering to the Lord. And receiving direction. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray as your, pray as your led of the Spirit. Oh, shavananamam, ziananamam. Oh, let a new breath come upon our ministries. Some of you are receiving fresh impartations. There's someone here. You've, you've, you've had this thing about the healing ministry. But you've been fearful. You've been fearful. You've been fearful. You've had something about the healing ministry. But you've been fearful. Where are you? Lift your hands. Something about the healing ministry. Something about the healing ministry. Something about the healing ministry. Cabros telemonze. Yeah.
Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Shulevatese. Shulevatese. Boza bradidas, no se. Just, both of you, both of you, both of you. Just come. Paddle say, lift your hands, pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just keep fellowshipping with the Lord as He guides us and He leads us. Thank you, Lord. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. There are things about there are things about seminars. 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 I just see that word over you. Seminars. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, seminars, seminars, and things that the Lord is putting in your spirit, but you withheld back. Yeah, but it's time. It's time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is not about how many people will come or how many people will not show up. It's about obeying God and doing the things that God is putting in your spirit. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We live here with a fresh oil. We live here with a fresh anointing. God didn't just bring us here to learn. He brought us here to impact upon us. Layers and layers and layers of the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Signs, wonders, miracles. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. We yield to you. We yield to you. And that financial concern in your ministry, put it under the word. Don't put pressure on people, put pressure on the word. Put pressure on your promises. And it will go well. Yeah, it will go well. There's light ahead of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? The year 2020 for us will be a year of decisions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And our decisions will determine the things that God will release upon our lives. Because God wants our will to cooperate with His will. Glory to God. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Our time is up. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you the glory, Jesus. We give you the glory, Jesus. Thank you, Father. For ministries that are birthed. 
for directions that I've given, for specific insight and alignments in the spirit, for associations, relationships. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. And there's some of you here, last word, you feel impressed in your heart after this meeting to, to just come under the leadership of Apostle Brandon. And there are thoughts in your heart and doubts in your heart. Well, you know what? You know what? Follow the yielding of the Holy Ghost. He might not tick all the boxes, but follow the yielding of the Holy Ghost. Because God is setting something up. Glory to the name of the Father. Glory to the name of the Father. Glory to the name of the Father. Two months ago, the Lord spoke to me and He said, He's going to call him to do something. And I should just serve him in that capacity. And I told him, I said, this is what the Holy Ghost said. That's what the Holy Ghost said. That's what the Holy Ghost said. And so when he talks, whatever he wants to do, I just follow. <laughs> when he says he wants to do something, I just say, let's do it. I, I'm ready to serve him. You know what? The Holy Spirit is wiser than us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.